You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. What's going on, Whisper Nation? Welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi, and I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix on this episode number 37. Travis, we are in part two, as I like to say, of our weekly matchups of week number eight, man. Craziness. NFL matchups, the sequel. Yeah. I like this is that. the only situation, well, there's a couple situations, where the sequel is better than the original. Oh, Actually, yeah. it's probably just as good. But <laughs> either way, we're going to be consistently letting you down, and you can count on that. So at least we're consistent. We'll tell you who to start. You won't like it because they won't. I'm just sorry. I'm sorry, Johnny. Like <laughs> My confidence is way shot. Why is your I confidence continue, so shot? I I continue to roll out players that are just not doing it, Johnny. I mean, well, I mean, Travis, what is so nuts about this year is there's just been so much scoring, which we love it as fantasy owners. Don't get me wrong; like we love it as fantasy owners, but there's been a ton of scoring this year, which has like inflated all of the entire scoring averages. So it's like normally when you would score in a fantasy league, we, you know, you and I are in a league of record. We average, we did this because we're the nerds, you know, we, we calculate it out and it's 105. If you score 105 in our league, you were going to win most weeks. Now it's this year. It's like, if you score 120, then you have a good shot at winning. If you score anything below that, it's up in the air, which is mm. just crazy, which is like most leagues out there right now, because the NFL is on such a crazy rate of touchdowns, but I love it, man. I love it. I love seeing all these TDs. I'm all yeah, about well, the TDs, it's, dude. It's causing me to lose. <laughs> it's causing me. <laughs> me too. It's causing me to lose sleep, and uh, I'm just sick of it. So without further ado, let's get into part D and roll through these games here so I can get this bad taste out of my mouth. And if we move on to the next week, I can put the last week behind me. That's all. You know, that's the deal. You You know, if if you suffer a loss on that Monday night, then Tuesday, you just feel so bad. And by Wednesday, you're like, okay, waivers come in. You're like, oh, I feel better now. Thursday, you're a little bit better. And then football, and then you're right into the next week. You're like ready to put that last week behind you. It's crazy. But let's put the last week behind us. Let's dive into part two of these games, Johnny. The first game we're talking about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's an over-under of 53.5 points with Cincinnati favored by six uh, after their complete letdown on Sunday night. I think most weapons on both sides of the ball, Johnny, you're rolling out here. It's a higher over and under of all the games this week, so you definitely want a piece of this. The only one I'd say I'd shy away from here is I don't really want a piece of that Tampa Bay backfield situation. Even though we have Ronald, or even though we have uh, Peyton Barber out, most likely, he's dealing with some injuries here, and we got Ronald Jones taking first-team reps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jones is on the back end for me of that flex discussion, and that's just because his yards per carry has been really low. It was low in the preseason. Um, and I just don't know if he can catch enough uh, balls to be consistent 
uh, to keep his floor high. And we know how the Buccaneers move the ball. It's through the air. Right. So uh, I don't know. Here's the interesting thing. All all offseason, we heard the coach coming out and saying, oh, we know why Ronald Jones didn't catch a lot of balls in college, (laughs) right? And then, but the weird thing was for the first few weeks he was active, all he was doing was catching balls. He wasn't running out of the backfield, which is yeah. like super baffling. So I don't know what this coaching staff is is really going to do. Uh, I feel like that's kind of how it's been this whole season, kind of questioning what are these coaches thinking. But we digress. I agree with the Ronald Jones. I have a question for you, Travis, as a flex yeah. spot here. You have Ronald Jones as a flex. If you had to choose between Ronald Jones – or Corey Clement, are you? Wh- which side are you falling on there? I'll give it to Jones, and that's only because Jones could end up being the starter here against the Bengals, who are actually pretty pretty forgiving against the run. Um, you know, you look at Tampa Bay playing Cincinnati, and Cincinnati gives up the fourth most points per game to the running back position with twenty nine point two, whereas you have Philly playing against. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, who's Jacksonville, sorry. Jacksonville, Jaguars, Jacksonville yeah. who, you know, Jacksonville gives up the 25th least or the 25th most points against the running back at only 18.7. So the matchup is better. There's mm-hmm. a similar, maybe a similar timeshare, maybe even actually better for Jones because he might get more work Yeah. Uh, than Clement. And I just want to avoid that situation. So, yeah, I would actually give it to Ronald Jones there. So the in the person- event that Barber is out. Correct. Barber would have to be out of the game. Um, the one person I want to touch on that I would stay away from from the Buccaneers side of the ball is Cameron Brait. He's kind of been yeah. phased out of he out of this offense. And now I understand. I know what you're. I know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, "But Johnny, game time. What are you talking about? Cameron Brait has scored a touchdown in all but one game this year. What? Why are you? Why are you shying away from Cameron Brait? And I'll tell you why. Because. The last two games, he's had a total of one, of two targets in the two games. And in each game, the one target that he was targeted on were both touchdown throws. So it's either he catches one ball for a touchdown, and yeah, you're going to get your six and a half points from Cameron Bray, which you will be happy with from the tight end position. Or guess what? He's not going to catch it, and then you're going to get a, a big fat zero burger uh, on your tight end spot, so I would stay away from Cameron Brait. Uh, leave that that dyna, that stick of dynamite on the waiver wire for somebody else. Maybe your opponent will pick up Cameron Brait, and then you got a fifty-fifty shot of him either getting yeah. zero points or six points. Yeah, and I think the interesting point about Brait is you talked about him. You know, the, in the red zone. Well, Godwin is actually taking over for this team. He has the most targets inside the ten mm-hmm. of the Buccaneers on the entire team. So I yeah. like Godwin to be that red zone guy now, especially with Winston there. We know he likes Chris Godwin. Um, I think that's kind of played a part in getting bright phased out. I think you're right. He's been very unsustainably lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a guy that's touchdown dependent, we kind of look at CJ Uzuma the same way. Yeah. He only saw two targets. He's very touchdown dependent, but Tampa Bay allows the NFL's most points per game to the tight end. 19.6. I'm rolling out Uzuma again. He'll be a back-to-back play for me, and I think he scores here, or he's a good bet to score. And even if he doesn't, I feel like he's going to get more usage than the two targets he saw last week. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of the Bengals, uh, you're rolling out AJ. You're rolling out Andy Dalton here. I know he had that bad game. He's also going to be a guy that had a bad game, but I'm going to put in my player stay away article found at the fantasywhispers.com. Travis, you know and what it, he reminds me of? What's that? Tyler Boyd. You know? Oh, no. You know yeah. That song? You had a bad game. You take your one down. You sing a sad song oh, and you man. turn it around. And I think he's going to turn I'm literally it watching our followers just, oh, just drop. No, just go ding, 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 ding. They love my singing, okay? Travis, oh. Tyler Boyd, I'm say, start of the week for me. Start of the week this week for me. Tyler Boyd will have a good game against this disgusting yeah, Buccaneers Tampa still, Bay Buccaneers uh, defense. Still a great matchup for a wide receiver. They're still the second best matchup on the schedule if you look at opposing defenses so yeah i would go ahead and do that moving on to our next game johnny yep we have the new york jets at the chicago bears soldier field is hosting this game 46 point over under chicago favored by seven listen powell injury we talked about it before bilal powell out for the year with a next injury could be out of the nfl uh his career could be over feel bad for that guy but this could mean more work for Isaiah Crawwell. However, this is a terrible matchup for me, Johnny. The Bears give up, on average, only 17.8 points per game to the running back. I'm not starting Crow if I can avoid it. Uh, he'll be a stay away for me. Um, and then, of course, you know what that means. He'll probably score two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, prob- and, I'll be com- and I'll be completely wrong. But no, I... And then it, you just kind of wonder who can you start on the Jets if anybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not feeling confident. There a pass catcher there that you like at all? If uh, we I have, about, we we wanted Curse to be the guy last year. Last week he didn't get a. He got a big fat zero. If you started him and trusted him, he really made you pay for it. Um, there Dro- should be I throwing dropped, in I this dropped, game. I dropped nine wob on that guy. Nine wob on him, and he got me zero points. Horrible. It's like uh, paying paying for dinner for a you know for a date and nothing nothing comes of it. Yeah, they tear like it's you like you just you, get, it, fri- you just get a, friend zoned. Yeah, it, no, it's like you you go to it you go to a date right. You're all excited. You text that person. You're like, hey, I'm ordering drinks. What would you like? No, I can't even say it's drinks because then you can actually enjoy the beverage there. Let's say you you order the food and then you're like going to a vegan restaurant because <laughs> you, that's what the date was like. Oh, I want to go to a vegan restaurant. You go to a vegan restaurant, you ask what they want, you order it, all to be at the last second. Oh, hey, I'm sorry, something came up. My roommate has to go to the hospital. Or even worse, you just get ghosted. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, that's Jermaine. We got Kirsten. you. We got Jermaine Curse ghosting lineups in October. That's festive. Yeah. It's like Halloween. Yep. Going with it. Happy Halloween. He's boo. (laughs) He's a ghost. (laughs) Ghosting. He he pulled a I know this isn't the same player, but this is this is where just think of it in this way. Wilson! Wilson! Yeah. But but instead of Wilson, it was Curse. Curse. Yeah, where are you? Well, another guy that didn't w- didn't ghost or Wilson or curse you, <laughs> curse. He cursed you. He literally cursed you. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, we're just spitballing here. You know, Whisper Nation. Sorry about that. Herndon 
Chris Herndon was a play for me last week, Johnny, in the player stay away article. And guess what, baby? He came through seven targets, four catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. This is the pass catcher I want in that Jets offense. I think you can play him again. I think Herndon is a guy that could be emerging here for is the he Jets. Is he a guy's guy? Is he a, a <laughs> tight ends guy's guy? Hey, listen, in the world of tight ends, the wacky world of tight ends, you could do a lot worse. You're at least taking a look at him again here. If you're, you know, maybe you were the Gronk owner and you had to do a, a quick fly that happened on Instagram. People were asking me about how to replace Gronk. This was a guy I actually suggested. Luckily, it paid off, so I wasn't kicked off the fantasy whisperer show. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was pretty good. Uh, I want to get to the other side of the ball, Johnny. It's definitely the more interesting side of the ball. The Bears have been good on offense lately. Trubisky has been a top five quarterback. Top in five. The last, yep, top five in the last three games, really getting into his groove, gelling with this new offense. And alongside him is Tariq Cohen. Johnny, he's been a top 10 scorer in his last three games. And get this, the Jets allow just under six catches to running backs on average per game, especially PPR. I'm loving Cohen. And even in standard, I think he's a guy you have to like keep rolling out as this offense finds it, finds its groove. Yep. Uh, I, I completely agree. I think that Mitch, or I, I think that Tyreek Cohen is starting to be used a, a lot like Tyreek Hill in this offense. And with Nagy, Rolling with with the way he had the same setup, I think that not only Cohen, but Trey Burton. Trey Burton is now starting to emerge. Of course, the moment I I have to drop him, he starts busting out. He's been uh, he is now the tight end number two, and for this year in touchdowns scored, he Travis, you got to play him moving forward, right? Locked and yep. loaded tight end one for for the remainder of the or for for foreseeable future. Yeah, I that that's exactly right. We thought Burton was going to be touchdown dependent, but it didn't matter because every tight end pretty much is besides the top tier. Yep. I think Burton is now sneaking into some usage that could be what we wanted before the year. Mm-hmm. I would say temper expectations. He's a guy that definitely I don't think we'll see that kind of yardage and usage as he did last week every week. Right. But he's going to be a decent bet to score every week, uh, uh, you know. So I think you got to keep rolling him out there because he's going to be a good play. So going to our next game, Johnny, we have well, the I Washington. Think, hold on, before oh. we, sorry, before we move on to that, I think we've probably gotten more questions over about anybody. We forgot to uh, mention. I mean, it's I just not thought a comment. we could get yeah. out of here. I'm not, I, I thought not, we could get out of here without talking I think about we, him. <laughs> Jordan Howard, uh, I'm just going to play this song for Jordan Howard. Uh, Hello, <laughs> it's me. I was wondering if after all these years Can we please meet me and just go over, over just this season? Everything. I just and, feel like you probably should play this song for Matt Nagy and <laughs> yeah. Jordan Howard. It's like... Yeah. It's like a it's like a song at a dance. It's like, hey, you slip it to the DJ. You're like, hey, man, could you play this for me? I like, need to win this. I need to win her over. Just give yeah. me this, this one song. Jordan please. Howard's trying to play the song so he can win over his coach. But meanwhile, uh, Tariq Cohen, Mr. Steal Your Girl, coming in yeah. here and stealing all the snaps and touches. Listen, 
they are a heavy favorite in this game, a seven point favorite at home. I think this shapes up for a good start for Jordan Howard. I'm okay with you starting Jordan Howard here. Jordan He's Howard or or Ronald Jones. Jordan Howard. Okay. Better so offense. It's not. It's not to more that efficient point offense. Yet. You're not to Higher. that point yet. No, and l- okay. listen, he scored. He scored last week. He could add two. There was a penalty. He could have scored the week before that. The bad game where he fumbled at the goal line. Yeah. So there, there are options. This offense has been highly efficient. Uh, we talk about Trubisky being a top five scorer. They're getting it from the tight end and, and Cohen, which means they're continuously getting first downs. I like Howard as a decent play here and there. He has good touchdown upside uh, on a on an efficient offense. Okay, so now we can jump on over. Sorry, I wanted to get that in there because we've already yeah, been fielding man. a lot of questions about him. So I thought it was important to get, even though it's no, no, it, it is, it, it is but, definitely. All right, so, so next up game, I don't know if this is any more uh, appealing on the appetite <laughs> or on the tongue here, and that's the Washington football team against the New York Giants. This is a forty-two point five over under. Washington is favored by a point. Why only a point? I have no idea. Again, I don't understand this line when it comes to the Redskins. Listen, Vegas but continues to put baffling lines out on the Redskins. But it works. And yet it continues to work every time. Like, I just, uh, like, ah, just, what do they know? Just kudos Alex to Alex Smith I is mean, a bookie or something. Yeah, man. I mean, I well, they just, they just, they allow us to help, to do our jobs a lot better. I will say that, Travis, because... Without that, like, there's no way that I would have put this game that close. Um, yeah. Especially with the Giants selling a ton of their players. We all thought that Eli was going to go to the Jags. And guess what? He did go to the Jags. Breaking news. Eli went to the Jags. Except for it wasn't the Eli that everyone thought it was going to be. It was Eli Apple, their corner, um, on the defensive end that was playing a little bit better this year than he was last year. He still was giving up the big plays, but still, Travis, they also uh, traded their... I thought Eli Apple went to the Saints. Oh, yeah, where did I... The Jags. Oh, sorry, not the Jags. I'm, I think I you were saying Eli getting yeah. traded, right? Eli yeah. getting traded, yeah. correct. Thank you. Yeah, uh, sometimes no worries. No, and so then excited. also, Snacks Garcia gets traded from yeah. the Giants as well to the Lions. And so what this does for me, Johnny, is it says Adrian Peterson's a play and yeah. he's a big play in a big way, big play in a big way. <laughs> Don't stay away. Don't. It's AP's day all day. And that's, Whoa, what, and what? that's what the fantasy whispers <clears throat> say. <clears throat> yeah, we just may go by the bay. <laughs> no, uh, I, I like Adrian Peterson quite a bit this week. Yes, I, I do think too. with the lack of snacks, Garcia there, um, they are a favorite as small as it is. So the run game should stay. We got to watch Chris Thompson's usage or uh, usage at practice. I should say. Yeah. There were rumors that he might be able to suit up for this game. If he does, I'm certainly sticking him in this lineup. Uh, I I think that a dink and dunk kind of situation will really help in this uh, offense. However, Travis, the big question I have for you is, are you going to start Jordan Reed? He's been so frustrating. Uh, the talent is there. The talent is there. The quarterback that you would think would be the perfect quarterback for Jordan Reed is also there behind shot or behind the center. Yet we've seen over the last two games, he's averaged six targets per game. But and and I will give a, a and a ten yards per catch average. However. 
he's not he's not catching anything or putting up the monster totals that you would think that he would put up. Vernon Davis over that same span, however, is only seeing three targets, so he's playing a little bit less than he was a few weeks ago. But what's your confidence in Jordan Reed? This is like a guy you cannot drop because of his talent, but you're like getting so close to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't know. He he's the most perplexing. And it's probably because I have him in our league of record (laughs) that he's the most perplexing to me. I just don't, I don't know what you can do with him. You can't drop him. He'll get scooped up immediately. You can't, you know, you don't really want to roster two, two tight ends. It's not, especially in this year where they're just garbage. Stick to one. I would say that he has touchdown upside for a team um, that has been consistently pretty good. And so he is one of the last receiving options in that team. Um, I think that you've got to keep rolling them out there. I mean, what are you going to do? Roll out a guy like Cameron Braid or Uzuma who, yeah, yeah. like because they've scored recently, more recently. You're like, yeah, they they score. Are you going to ro- roll out Chris Herndon? Like, are you going to roll out guys that have scored recently? Or are you just going to kind of stick with Reed, who you know is a super talent, who you know that the Redskins know is a super talent. I think that Alex Smith has statistically always used the tight end. I don't think he's going to stop using him. Hey. Uh, I I think this is one of those things where talent should rise. Um, you know, I don't know that you can do much better. You know what, Travis? It's okay. Just don't blame Alex Smith. It's not his fault. He can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, he literally can't read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. No. Looking at the uh, soon Giants. I'm not gonna be able to read either. <laughs> looking at the Giants side of the ball, Travis, is it safe to start anyone other than Saquon Barkley or OBJ in this Giants offense? Honestly, I'm kind of okay looking at Sterling Shepard. Uh I didn't think that he was gonna be useful. I thought that with the emergence of Evan Ingram, and maybe it'll play out that way too, mm-hmm. uh, because I think Evan Ingram is a guy you want to you want to be able to start. Right. But Sterling Shepard has at least seven targets in his last five, and Washington has allowed a wide receiver three finish or better um, to to like to both wide receivers in their last four games. So. What that means is OBJ and Shepard should both see work because the last one wide receiver one and wide receiver two, four times that Washington has faced, they've given up wide receiver three or better numbers. So I think Shepard is actually a decent play here. You're talking about this game being close. I think, you know, them being in it, they could continue to have all parts of their game, which includes the play action. Mm hmm. Uh, which they haven't ran a ton of, but if they're in a close game, they could be able to run that, and I think that benefits Sterling Shepard. Uh, I mean, and OBJ, but I'm just saying I think that both wide receivers are a good play here. Yeah, Evan Ingram coming back from the injury, he uh, he, two of four targets. Yeah, my stupid, stupid, stupid play of the week. I mean, it was there. It was stupid Evan Ingram play of the stupid week. I think better days are ahead for Evan Ingram. Um, I... This was a weird game. Eli Manning threw for 399 yards, Travis. Evan Ingram or Jordan Reed? Evan Ingram. I probably agree with that. (laughs) Eli Manning threw for 399 yards, but only one touchdown, and it came in the last, literally the last second of the game. 
against the Falcons, Travis. How do you throw for three? They're lucky they even yards? had that last second because they're running damn QB sneaks at the end of that yeah. game with How's, a bunch of idiots. Well, hey, so if you were on our Instagram or Facebook, we showed a what the F happened, and we yeah. added one of the Whisper Nations out there. Shout out to my boy, K underscore LBY, I think is his name. I'd have to look that up. But anyways, oh, part of the Whisper Nation shows where they lost by point one point because of those QB sneaks, because they didn't give the ball to Saquon Barkley, my boys lost by 0. 0.1 oh, point. But he got Vicious. the point conversion. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. I lost by less than two. Because yeah. Eli didn't. It's not about you, Johnny. It's Eli didn't. Hey, t- honestly, how funny. Kind of how funny. Uh, every time that OBJ comes off the field, the coach is like, hugging and condoling him and he's just like it's gonna be okay it's yeah. gonna be okay <laughs> like, you see the and then online they had pat Shermer slow-mo this, saying what throw it this, to odell yeah like yeah uh, odell could have easily had three touchdowns in that game easily but Eli's, moving on eli is terrible all right to a wide receiver core that probably won't ever have three touchdowns by one guy in a game <laughs> and then it's not, the oakland raiders yeah, not who as are long hosting. as john gruden is the coach <laughs> Oakland Raiders are hosting the Indianapolis Colts. They probably won't have three touchdowns in a game because they won't have any wide receivers left by the time John Gruden's done with this team. Like, yeah, not at all. He's stripping it down to the practice squad, baby. Next, next, we're going to hear him say, you know what? It's really hard to find a receiver that can't catch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Oakland Raiders are hosting the Indianapolis Colts in Oakland. 49 and a half point over under with Indianapolis favored by three. Andrew Luck, he's currently the QB number three on the year, Johnny. Yeah. And then you have Oakland giving up average of 265 passing yards and two touchdowns. Uh, do you think Luck smashes those average? I'm going to say yes, because I'm playing against Andrew Luck this weekend, and it has not been my year this year. So I'm going to say it's going to go over. <laughs> um, this This defense was actually a little bit better than I thought when it came to opposing quarterbacks however this game script is kind of you know the 49.5 over under is kind of shaping up like it's going to be a pretty high scoring game Travis I'm not sure that Oakland's going to be able to stop Andrew Luck he's been one of the hottest quarterbacks now I want to turn the ball over though to one of the biggest surprises of this year and that is Marlon Mack coming out of the backfield since he's been back the last two games. He has been insane uh, on the yards per carry and uh, the amount of touchdowns that he's getting. But this is a question of where Marlon Mack is coming in with a full head of steam. But I want to I, I want to hamper those with the last two games for the Oakland Raiders. They have held the lead rusher to under 60 rushing yards and one touchdown total. You want to know what those two running backs are, Travis? That would, uh, yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be Melvin Gordon, who is the number two run uh, running back. Well, he might've dropped after this week since he didn't play, but Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson, those two yeah, running but, backs were both held. Now, Chris Carson, right. His Chris, line, Chris Carson's in a committee, and that became a blowout game. They worked other running backs in, and then the Melvin Gordon game. Melvin Gordon, I think, was pretty prominent or dominant through the air in that game. 
So I think that's kind of you look at the reason why they're holding it. It's not because they're being a suffocating defense, in my so opinion. Would, I think so. Would you games say are that, getting out of hand. So then, would Naheem Hines be a much more better play? No, because Mac's actually getting receiving work. Okay. Uh, Mac is actually a guy I think that fits the bill as more of a all-around back. Yes, I think Hines is going to have games here and there, but I think Hines is a guy that you know the Colts never really wanted as a feature back. Okay. Uh, they want to use him here in different spots. Marlon Mack, though, if that guy could stay healthy, this guy has the makings of a of a feature back on a Colts or on a uh, Andrew Luck led team. Well, what was what's crazy was Jim Ursay over the summer was saying that oh Marlon Mack can be a fifteen hundred yards from scrimmage running back, and we all laughed like we all were like yeah. I remember sending you a text like a screenshot of him being like oh yeah, you see what he's <laughs> saying, and we were just like yeah, there's no way. But in the last two games, Travis, he's had 31 carries for 215 yards, a touchdown. He's also had three receptions on five targets for 37 yards and a touchdown as well. So it will be interesting to see uh, exactly how much he's used in this game, whether they're going to need him or not. I mean, it's it's. Uh, here's my concern, Travis. My concern for this game is that Either Andrew Luck will have a big game and Marlon Mack won't, or Marlon Mack will have a big game and Andrew Luck won't. That's what I. I think there's. I actually think there's room for both here. We talked about. Hey, don't you don't you say that? (laughs) Don't you ever say that ever again? Uh, I. We talked about uh, Oakland being not that great on defense. Uh, Maybe they shouldn't have traded away Khalil Mack. Shocking. Hey, Uh, it's hard to find. Oakland gives up the ninth most points to the quarterback at 18.8 and they give up the 12th most to the running back at 25.6 um they also give up the 41 or i'm sorry the <laughs> the eighth most wide receiving points to uh the two wide receivers the eighth most points to wide receivers with 41.8 so you can you, the the bottom line here is that oakland can be had in all facets of the game yeah, T.Y. Um, so, Hilton last week went four for four for 25 yards, but he did catch two touchdowns coming off the injury. Yeah, he was working back from the injury. Tredavious White has been good on uh, solo coverage. Yeah. I think Hilton is a guy that you're rolling out now after he's come back. He doesn't have any setbacks. You're going to keep rolling him out there. Listen, T.Y. Hilton with Andrew Luck, that's like fantasy gold. You, We know that. Mm-hmm. The Raiders running backs, now that Marshawn Lynch is out, we thought we liked Richard, uh, and I still do like Richard, uh, Richard. season long. Uh, in this game, uh, Indy isn't favored by all that much. We have uh, we have John Gruden coming out this week and saying Doug Martin is ready for a featured role as the featured back. I know we talk about how you can't really trust what Gruden says because uh, he's here or there. But this is actually what I was talking about in the offseason, Johnny, and I took a lot of flack from you on this, mostly because Marshawn is out is why this is happening. Yeah. But I said that Doug Martin was the apple of John Gruden's eye, which yeah. if you watched the Tampa Bay game on Monday night, the infamous Tampa Bay game where John Gruden wouldn't shut the hell up about Doug Martin, this is basically what happened. He wouldn't shut up about him. He got a head coaching job, and then he signed him. 
he is now ready to give Doug Martin the rock. I think he's good for 10, 12 to 15 touches in this game. Whether that equates to anything because he sucks at running the football yeah, is a different story. He'll get I think 12 that, to 15 touches. I think he could fall into the end zone is what I'm saying. I think in this first game and maybe the first two games, Doug Martin's the better play uh, unless they're in a game where they're heavily underdogs because I think Richard will get passing down work. Doug Martin at, versus Richard, uh, whisper bet. For this week, yeah, uh, hey. yeah, I'll do. Hey. Yeah, I'll do this week. You're wrong, Lloyd. How much you want to bet? Yeah, you going? Yeah, all right, let's do it. You're on. I'm gonna get you. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. I don't know how, but I'm gonna get you. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get Jalen Richard to be more fantasy relevant <laughs> than Doug Martin. Yeah, um, not th- not this week. I think by the end of the year, yes, sure. All right, so yeah, Jalen Richard has had at least six targets in four of the six games this season. That's with Marshawn Lynch. He's not gotten a big amount of carries, but I do see with them not being favored, I that's the biggest part for me is game script. And I think that Doug Martin is, you know. Yeah, but they're only underdogs by three points per Vegas, and they're at home. I just don't see them. I mean, obviously, I don't know what Vegas is thinking, but I trust Vegas a lot of times. And I think the Raiders, you know, could keep this one tight. And that's based on the Colts defense not being very good in a lot of facets. Yeah. Um, so what I, about what about Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook? Amari Cooper's been shipped out. Cook could actually be the bigger benefit here, uh, in my opinion. Uh I think I mean we saw it we saw it before uh Jared Cook be a very good pass option. We certainly know that Derek Carr and him have a good rapport. Uh Jordy Nelson is someone that is interesting to me. Uh I think he's more of a wide receiver three or wide receiver four at this point. I want to see how he does. Uh he's had some good games this year. However, I want to see a little bit more consistency out of those two before I put them in my lineup. But I'm more confident in Jared Cook being a, a play this week and a play weekly moving forward now that Amari Cooper's out. Uh, and those are pretty much the only two. I'm Martavis Bryant. Don't feel confident in that at all. And Seth Roberts is uh, a, maybe an interesting play now that he's going to be playing out of the slot. They're saying that Jordy's going to be on the outside with Martavis and Seth Roberts in the slot. Um, that's a little bit intriguing, but again, I, unfortunately this offense isn't good enough to sustain that many fantasy options for me. Uh, so that's where I would cut it off. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Speaking of cutting off the 49ers (laughs) are at the Arizona Cardinals, which yeah, they, they should just be cut off for the rest of the season. They look terrible. Uh, this is a 43.5 over under. It is actually a pick Travis, it is being reported that Burita is most likely to be to sit out of this game to try to get healthy. Who are you more confident in firing up against this horrendous Arizona Cardinals defense that is just being, being gouged every single week by running backs? Yeah, give me Raheem Mostert if you're talking about a guy you have to start here uh the cardinals have just been destroyed they're allowing 186.6 yards per game to the opposing backfield that's the most on a per game average basis 
And they allowed the 49ers backs to total 248 yards on 43 touches back in week five. Yeah. I think so the, for me, uh, I think uh, what the interesting part of about the, that Travis is Alfred Morris during that game had nine touches for 25 yards where Mostert had seven carries for 59 yards and also added four of four targets for 19 yards through the air. Yeah, so, and if you look at the two games after that, so in the last two weeks, uh, Mostert has 23 touches for 165 yards. So the guy's getting it done on his own. We talked about his track speed. Uh, with Breda out, I like I like Mostert here. I mean, you got to start people against Arizona. If you can't start people against Arizona, you can't start people. Like yeah. that's the this that's is a rule as of good thumb. as it, yeah. it's as that's as good as it as it gets here for me. Um, some of the guys that is that are interesting. Um, the only other guy for me, I guess, on San Fran is is Kittle. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bethard is is an interesting stream, but like this week, I'm not trusting him. Like we talked about Cam Newton and our non trust for Cam Newton. I'm not starting CJ Bethard over Cam Newton. You're no. not going to see that happen. No. Uh, yeah, I'm not starting CJ Bethard over Trubisky. I'm not starting CJ Bethard over. Drew Brees in a tough matchup against Minnesota. Like there's just not enough people that you're willing to start him over. Right. Um, and right. so Marquise Goodwin, I, I want to believe, but I just keep feeling like it's boom or bust and you'll never really know right. when it's going to hit. Obviously Patrick Peterson, he'll see a, a good amount of him in this game. Who is reported to be staying. We are not trading Patrick Peterson. Thankfully uh, that would have been <laughs> awful. Yes, I agree. It would have made them a target on all ends. Yeah. Speaking Uh, of uh, the Cardinals, though, Travis, is there anybody else that you're firing up other than David Johnson? And are you firing up David Johnson? He's not been too too good lately. He hasn't really been the running back that you've uh, drafted. Um, He's still a top 15 running back on the yeah. season, though, right? Yeah. I think we make this comparison quite a bit on the show, and that's David Johnson is uh, equivalent to Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley's uh, Fisher years, where yeah. he is not an RB1. He's an RB2 with upside. I think that's the same with with David Johnson. And listen, Byron Lethwich will now be calling plays for the Cardinals. He is taking over from Mike McCoy, and it would be nearly impossible to be worse than Mike McCoy at calling plays. So I like to see what Byron Leftwich could get going on here. And listen, the nice part about Byron Leftwich, Travis, is that he was coached under Bruce Arians. He comes from the Bruce Arians tree. Bruce Arians trusted him to play, to call some of the plays in some of the games a few years ago. And he is a guy that has a, has had a lot of confidence instilled in him. And so I, he knows how to use David Johnson. He knows how to use uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. I will say this before we go into the next matchup and before next week. If Larry Fitzgerald has landed on your on your waiver wire, I would pick him up because you, what you're going to start seeing is Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson split out uh, in the slot opposite sides, which is how they should be used because now the defense has to adjust. They have to decide, am I going to guard David Johnson or am I going to guard uh, Larry Fitzgerald? Whichever one they choose, 
the quarterback, it'll be an easy decision. You go to the opposite one. And so I think that there are better days ahead for Larry Fitzgerald. I think we'll be able to finally start seeing David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald more utilized uh, in the right and proper way. But do I think that they're going to be as relevant as they were last year? I, I agree with Travis and that, and I I don't think that we're going to see that upside. Yeah, I yeah, I mean that's that pretty much sums it up. As Christian Kirk is an interesting play here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Niners have been pretty bad against the pass. Listen, this is a forty-three and a half point over/under, and it's a penalty or a pick'em. I mean, basically, so they're saying that you know there's going to be about twenty points on each side, twenty-one points on each side of this yeah. game. Uh, so there's going to be some touchdowns scored here. I think DJ is a good bet, and I think Kirk is a decent bet. Mm-hmm. Also, don't mind Larry Fitzgerald. Like yeah. we had kind of written him off, but I actually don't mind him in this matchup. He kind of seemed to, uh, in even in the last game where they were, you know, pretty much handled. He seemed to kind of get it back. He scored. Uh, he didn't seem like the injury was bothering him all that much at a, right. as it had been before. But moving on to probably my the most exciting game for me of the week. And that is the Green Bay Packers, my team, my squad here, coming out to my hometown here in Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Rams, 56 and a half point over under with the Los Angeles Rams favored by nine and a half. This is insane. Uh, I I get why they do this. Like the Rams I would bet really the under. Good, but well, I, I am I would taking, take that spread. I would take that I am, spread. I am trying to bet on my Packers yeah, hey, here. I just, hey, I, let's go to our bookie. Let's put yeah. it down. Um, so for me, I like the Packers. Listen, Rogers off the bye. He told uh, reporters he wants to shed the knee brace during the bye. That was his plan. Yep. He had been getting a little bit more mobile and more more mobile each week. Time to I go hope, mobile. <laughs> I hope that he's able to do that. But listen, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. You're starting Devontae Adams. You're probably starting Jimmy Graham based on the position. Where it really gets interesting is Geronimo, Allison, and Randall Cobb. And for me, Johnny, I think you can actually kind of start Geronimo as a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside and Cobb with flex appeal Mm -hmm. in some situations. And that's simply because if you look at it, Johnny, over the last month, the Rams have allowed 49 of 75 targets. That's 65.3% completion percentage. And in those four games, Johnny, ready? Eight touchdowns to the wide receivers. We talked about this secondary coming into the year because of Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters and how they were going to be shut down. Well, Tlaib's on the IR, and then you have uh, Marcus, Marcus Peters, Peters just getting torched by teams. Right. Uh, so for me, you know, the Rams are up there. They are now top seven in the league against the position over the last four weeks. And it's just, it's insane to me. So I think that that's another reason why I just don't know. I guess it's, I don't know why Vegas has this as such a blowout, but maybe it's just the strength of the, you know, the strengths versus the strength and, and the Ram strength is that much better. Yeah. On the other side, I don't think there's any Ram you're benching here. I think you, you talk about golf. He's been underwhelming in a lot of starts wait, here. Wait a second, Travis, you're telling me. That we need to start Todd Gurley? <laughs> you mean God Gurley. God Gurley, exactly. Dude, Todd Gurley yeah. rolls out of bed with two touchdowns. All right, so Travis, I this is a, a legit serious question, okay? With Todd, Todd Gurley has been hand-sent. Like, Todd Gurley right now is on pace to 
meet or exceed the single season touchdown record set by Ladanian Thompson for rushing attempts and 31 touchdowns, which is yeah. unheard of, right? We haven't seen this in years and dec in a decade. How concerned are you that the LA Rams are by far and away one of the best teams in the league that they will have this completely locked up come playoff time and that in week 16 week 17 if you play in the playoffs in week 17 as well which you should change that's not a good rule uh but we, even week 16 how how concerned are you that they're going they're not going to play their starters because Sean McVay didn't do the they he sat them last year and they and they were in a closer they were in a closer matchup uh, race than they are this year. This year they might be hands down, you know, two to three games ahead of anybody else, the second best in their in the division, and so they might not even need a start. They have the, they they play the Arizona Cardinals week sixteen. Travis, they yeah. they can probably and as is this is sad to say, but they could probably start their second string and beat our first string. So oh, what's yeah. your concern as a Todd Gurley owner? Are you are you? Well, listen, this that- is one of the few backfields we told the Whisper Nation a few weeks ago that they to need to roster your back, your backup. And so in that case, I think that you need to make sure if you're a Gurley owner, you own uh, Malcolm Brown. And if you don't, you probably got to buy a little bit of it because, as Johnny said, we could see a situation where they're benching the starters. So I would say if you're gearing up, if you're in a comfortable lead, go out and get Malcolm Brown, put him on your roster, stash him because you could be looking at 15 and 16 without Gurley uh, if they are that far ahead. I will say one thing, though. Um, basically, I will say, see, Charlie's Charlie agrees with me. Yeah, he's upset. Yeah. No, but I will say one thing, and that is the NFC is good, man. And yeah. listen, they've got, listen, this game, I know Vegas doesn't believe Packers could easily beat them. I think okay? so. I think they I, could. I think, be, they, I think yeah. they could beat them. They also have the Chiefs on the schedule. They, they're they not going to go undefeated. And they okay? have the Saints. Just, and they play the yeah. Saints in a couple weeks. Right, exactly. So. so we have some games in the NFC. The NFC is loaded with talent. They could get knocked off, could make things a little more tight. Yeah. Um he, but here's the thing: they had a choice between a three and a four seed last year, and he still benched his players. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that'll happen if he has the choice for a buy. He's gonna want the buy. But if they have it locked up, that's my concern. All right, yeah. Um, moving forward, anything else you want to touch on this game? Jared, uh, I just want to Jared, talk about Jared Goff briefly. Okay. Listen, the Packers uh, allowed a starting finish, a starting quarterback finish to C.J. Beathard before the buy. They're gonna be on the road. This defense has not been very good through the air. Yeah. And Jared Goff's got a lot of weapons. I think he's worth a look if you're looking at guys like Breeze or uh, Cam Newton against tough matchups. Right. I think that Jared Goff's worth a look. I agree. Moving on to Breeze, who is in a tough matchup, and that's the Saints at the Vikings Sunday night football, a rematch of the NFC quarterfinals, if you will, uh, with the Diggs Minnesota Miracle. I'm so pumped for this game just as a football fan. I think it's going to be a really good game. Both of these teams coming off big wins. Um, it's a 52-point over under. You've got the Vikings favored by only one at home. Yeah, crazy. Are you good with starting both Ingram and Alvin Kamara here 
we only have one good finish against the Vikings all year, pretty much, and that's Todd Gurley. Yeah, he had, um, he had 89 yards in that game, and then if you look at everybody else, the highest rushing total, Travis, was 60 yards. Right. So it uh, there is a lot of concern here uh, at as to who am I going to start now? This game is is supposed to be a little bit closer. And in closer games, I would tend to side with the Alvin Kamara. Uh, we saw that last week. Alvin Kamara was in a or the Saints were in a tight matchup against the Baltimore Ravens, and they started to lean on Alvin Kamara a little bit more. Um, so I am a little bit concerned with Mar- uh, Mark Ingram's touches here. I think he'll still end up with ten to twelve touches, but. This is a good rushing defense, and I think that he's going to need a little bit more, more than that, more touches than that. You're depending on a, a touchdown in order to really boost you up and give you, you know, an RB two type of of gameplay here. And to be honest with you, the way that they've been using Hill in the red zone, uh, which like they're lining him everywhere, they're lining him as a tight end, as a running back, as a fullback, as a wide receiver, as a quarterback. I, as a fan, I love what how they're using him, but it's as a is an owner of of Mark Ingram. It's very frustrating because it's like give Mark Ingram the ball. So I'm not super confident that Mark Ingram can get in the end zone in this game. So I'm actually thinking that I would bench Mark Ingram, play Alvin Kamara. But Travis, the big question is here: Xavier Rhodes is banged up. We saw him be carried off the field last week. And he's supposed to sit out this game. So for me, Michael Thomas is a guy that I went from, uh, you know, you're going to start Michael Thomas each and every single week because you draft him high to be that that number one guy. But it, you were expecting a lower outcome for Michael Thomas. But now I think that Michael Thomas could have a monster day. Yeah, I mean, especially in the, it's a higher over under it's, you know, a close game projected. Michael Thomas is, you know, a guy you got to start. You're not going to bench Michael Thomas. I think you're okay. Uh, with, you know, you're definitely okay with Xavier Rhodes out. And then, but I want to talk about Traquan Smith over the last two games. He's six for eight, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so for me, Traquan Smith is kind of interesting in this game too. I actually think, that this game suits up to be the weapons versus the weapons. You're going to see, you know, the wide receiving core versus the wide receiving core or the pass catcher, so to speak. You're not going to see a lot of the run game, I feel like, in this game. Yeah. So you you touched on it there, and I think that means Traquan Smith is worth, you know, that wide receiver three flex appeal. Um, as far as the Vikings side of the ball, are you starting Latavius Murray? He's had 39 carries for 224 yards and three touchdowns. He's been running back four over the last two weeks. Without Cook, he's finally getting into that groove. They're finally giving him the usage he needs to be very effective. But the Saints have actually been pretty good against running backs. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I would, st- I, I feel confident in starting him in this game because of what he's shown the last two weeks, right? They're giving him the touches. It looks like Cook is going to be out. Yes, if you look at the game tape, Latavius Murray has ripped off a few big runs, which has given him such, you know, you said 224 uh, rushing yards. A lot, you know, he's on three of those. He's he's gained, a you know, 
30 to 40 yards apiece. So uh, there is some concern, but Latavius Murray, I don't mind as a flex play here or with you know, with a lot of teams on buys, you might need him uh, to, yeah. to play. I, I think I'm going to fade Latavius Murray. I think he's a guy I'm benching, and that's just because I look at these Saints, Johnny. They rank first in the league as far as opponent yard per carry. They only allow 2.8, and they're only allowing um, – 47.7 rushing yards allowed per game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like to, to the top, to the top running back in the last two weeks. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay with, with Latavius Murray in this game. I think, like I said, I think it's going to be wide receivers kind of battling it out in this game. The quarterbacks are going to try and make uh, the most of it. It may even end up a little more defensive than we initially thought, even yeah. with the over under. So, uh, I'm excited for the game. Obviously, the rest of the Vikings digs. 14 targets, even though those 33 yards in back-to-back games, he's got 14 targets in the last game. Are you starting him against the Saints? They did. Oh, yeah. I'm starting digs for sure. I think this okay. is kind of a get-right game for him. Yeah, like I would you agree. Said, you're getting a lot of targets. It's only a matter of time before he either breaks out of one or that. You've got to think that he's going to feel good going back home and seeing the Saints on the other side of the field after what they yeah. did to him last year in that NFC Championship. And guess what? He's going to want to Or NFC uh, quarterfinal. He's yeah, going to be would, like, I, that wasn't a fluke what I did to you guys. Yeah, no, jo- no joke. All right. So. so last game of the episode, Travis, the Monday night game, the da-da-da-da. All right, we got the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. The, it's a 44.5 over under. New England is favored by 14 points. And I actually think that they could uh, get the over on this one. Who are you willing to start, though, Travis, in this game, right? You've got you've got uh, Gronk, who is a risky play because he's, it's a Monday night game. It's not sure whether he's going to go or not. They're saying it's a possibility, but it is, excuse me, a back injury that has held him out of last week's game. So if he can't go, you're looking at having to start Charles Clay. Not the best. Um, are you willing to fire up Gronk? Are you willing to, to put that risk out there? Uh, I mean, I you if you're a Gronk owner, you're like, you have backup plans, right? So... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting on it for a while. I, I don't know. He, even when he's been on the field, he hasn't been effective, right? right? So, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. Listen, if you did the work to pick up a, a decent backup last week to him, you got to look at that backup again. I, I don't yeah. think he suits up. If I'm betting, I don't. I don't think he suits up for this game. Yeah, and then you're looking at the other pass catchers, Julian Edelman and and Josh Gordon, Chris Hogan. Do you like any of those guys? Probably if I mean if if Gronk sits out, Josh you're... Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman I think are are must starts for the time being. They they continue to be full time players for their offense. They continue to trade off uh, target share leads each week. Um, I think that I like Josh Gordon's upside. I think Julian Edelman's the safer play. Um, Chris Hogan is the interesting guy here because he had seven. He had seven targets last week with Gronk out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I just don't know that he is the best option. He's basically the fifth option in this offense when you think about all the other weapons that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the interesting play, though, a desperation play, is Kenyon Barner. Okay, Uh, He got 10 carries last week with Michelle out. Michelle is likely out in this game. I think he's a good bet to score in a game. They're favored by 14 points, Johnny. Yeah. If he doesn't score a touchdown in this game, I mean, that would be kind of wild, you would think, or at least get a good amount of yardage. Right. Um, on the other side of the ball, nobody on the Bills I really want to fire up as as underdogs, except for, and I can't believe I'm saying this, right. I sneakily like Kelvin Benjamin. Really? Yes, and I'll tell you why. Please do. Kelvin Benjamin with Derek Anderson has the following games under his belt. If you think about the back in the day, which was back in the day and even this last yeah, he was wide receiver 36 last week with 70 yard, 71 yards on only four catches. But now you look at the games he's had with, um, and here's, here's his yardage totals with Derek Anderson over his career. One game with 71 yards, one game with 70 yards, one game with 104 yards, one game with 92 yards and a touchdown. And then if you look at Benjamin's games against the Patriots last year, he had five catches for 70 yards and four catches for 104 yards against New England. So there are some statistical stat. There are some t- there's some data here to suggest that Kelvin Benjamin could be a decent play on Monday night. And uh, if you're in a pinch and you and we got these bye weeks rolling out and you you need a start, I wouldn't go. I you know I don't feel great about it. Yeah. But I think Kelvin Benjamin's a decent play. He's that he's the guy that when you stick in that you're like cringing, but yeah. if it pans out, you look like a genius. Like yeah. everyone's like, whoa, he started Calvin Benjamin against me, and I that's just like the the lowest of the low. Like yeah, the the if you win. You're just fully disgracing the other owner because you're like, <laughs> I just beat you with Calvin Benjamin. Yeah, not bad. Exactly. I, I don't mind it. Uh, the stats are nice. The stats back it up. We like stats here at the Fantasy <laughs> Whispers. So, all right, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Like always, please subscribe. Hit that. Hit that bell notification on YouTube if you like watching us and watching our goofballness on on YouTube. Goofballness. I'm, yeah. I just made that up, okay? Yeah. Um, you just coined that. Coin, yep. Um, so please hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, so you can get notified anytime that we come out with new videos, as well as check us out over on Instagram and Facebook. We put out a lot of content on there there's a lot of graphics a lot of charts a lot of exciting information that comes from those graphics uh that we're putting up daily so make sure you follow us over there as well as check us out on google play itunes uh or an apple i apple itunes and stitcher if you like our podcast hit the subscribe button on there as well so that way you get instant downloads right when we release episodes travis got anything else Yeah, if you guys are listening to this, that means you're prepping for your week. And what better way to prep for your week than watching the Fantasy Whispers on Instagram when we go live Sunday before the games at 9 a.m. That's an or 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's an hour before kickoff. We'll be going live to answer any questions there on your lineup questions. And remember that Saturday and Sunday we're running story questions on the Instagram story. 
you type in there. It's really nice. You type your uh, questions in there. We answer those via our Instagram story slash pictures up of the players and give you some succinct details and anal- anal- analysis uh, about which player to start. And then, of course, go head to the fantasywhispers.com. We got player stay away articles. We got rankings and we got waivers. Everything you need, guys. We're trying to help you win. Once again, I'm Big Travi, and that's Johnny Game Time Hicks. We're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.